Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 60. Wow. We are Hit moving. Another decade. I know. Well, that's not really the right word, but 60. Today we are talking about Abraham part two. Abraham part two. So he's highlighted in Hebrews 11, verses 17 through 19. And then the parallel passage of this story is Genesis 22. Yeah. So, okay. What's your question for me? I'm ready. All right. Have you ever given up something that you that you absolutely love, whether it was a piece of clothing or a book? Um, and if so, what was that? Have you ever given up something that you loved? Okay. I'm not a very sentimental person, so I don't. <laughs> uh, object doesn't come to mind, but okay, then maybe this is kind of embarrassing. The first thing that comes to mind is giving, I gave up sugar for 40 days and that was precious to me. <laughs> Actually, and I couldn't even believe how much I thought about sugar and how <laughs> at first, <laughs> maybe that's not what you were going no, for. No, that's fine. That that's fine. That's, it's, it's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. <laughs> so, um, so, um, I did martial arts for a while and okay. um, and I competed in all kinds of tournaments, kata tournaments, fighting tournaments, and the whole nine. And I won a lot of trophies. And I'm not, this is not a humble brag or anything like that. Just a I, fact. It's just, I won a lot of trophies and a lot of my trophies were, um, they, they were both in, they were evenly distributed in kata. Kata is a kind of a prearranged fighting um, demonstration. Okay. And so it's, it, any, it's anywhere from 25 to 50 different moves that you have to do in a- Like a routine, a routine sort of thing? Exactly. Okay. And then, so I got a lot of trophies. I walked in saying, okay, who's going to get second place? Mm. So, <laughs> so it's not a humble brag. That's a, like a real brag. Okay. And then, um, and then, and then fighting. Uh, I had a lot of first place and second place trophies in fighting. Like that's like real fighting, not, mm -hmm. not the whole routine thing like really punching people and kicking people. So I won a lot of trophies and um, and a day didn't go past where I would not go past my trophy case and mm. I would- Just I would, admire <laughs> them a bit. <laughs> I would admire my trophies. And, um, and one day I clearly sensed that God was saying, you need to get rid of all of those trophies. Hmm. And I- packed up all of those trophies and I put them on the curb to be taken away by the, the, the garbage man. Wow. And it took so much in me to give those trophies up. Yeah. Um, and, um, and even when they were on the curb, I, I wanted to go back. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to at least take one of them just as a reminder one, that, <laughs> that I actually did martial arts, that I had something to show for it. Yeah. And um, so, but why are we talking about this? Be, it, it's, it's, it's about the story that we, um, that we're going to highlight today. It's the, Abraham story part two. Mm -hmm. Remember the last time we talked about Abraham, God promised him, uh, him and Sarah, a son. Um, and God actually fulfilled his promise. Even before we get into the story, it's a beautiful picture, a beautiful reminder that what God promises, uh, it may not 
he may not answer when we think he should, but he does fulfill his promises. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether in this life or the life to come, he fulfills his promises. But this story is about God fulfilling his promise, giving Abraham and Sarah a son, um, named him Isaac. And God asks Abraham to do something that's unthinkable. What is that? Yeah. And that's to sacrifice his son, to actually put him on an altar and kill him. Like, I, I, again, it, this is unfathomable to us. Right. Yes. If yeah. we're thinking of giving up sugar, <laughs> <laughs> giving up your martial arts trophies, and in a whole other league is giving up your son. Yeah, that's a whole other league. It does make our stories, particularly mine, seem yeah. quite ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, in that... It makes zero, zero sense. It makes zero sense. Um, if we look back, we I think we, I mentioned at the top that the story, the story takes place in Genesis chapter 22. Yep. And I think there's a very interesting parallel that, that has to be intentional. Um, if you remember in the first episode about Abraham, we Genesis 12, 1 was where God commanded him to leave home. And it said, leave your country, leave your people and your father's household. Well, in Genesis 22, 2, we have that same kind of repeated emphasis yeah. yep. where God says, I want you to sacrifice your son, your only son, whom you love. Yeah. Like that yeah. same yeah. three phrase repetition of emphasis. We talked about in the first episode that that meant leave, leave. Yeah. And here, I mean, this is core depth of sacrifice that Abraham could make. Like there's nothing else. Yeah, this, this is the, again, the essence of, of faith. This is the essence of believing God. I believe in chapter 22, the, the beginning of that is that God tested Abraham's faith. And so he, he, here is a, here's maybe a, a, a breaking news story that maybe people aren't aware of, is that our faith will be tested. Yeah. It will be tested to see the purity of our faith, our level of obedience, the layers of our obedience. Remember, we, you know, there was one layer that was peeled back in Genesis 12, another layer believing God will bless him with the son. And now this is another layer deeper to see where is Abraham. And um, and and this is this is not. This is not, I'm, I'm testing you to be cruel to right. you. And, and I think there are people who think that, oh, God is so cruel. And why did you test my faith in that way? Why did I lose my job? Why did my spouse leave? Or why did my baby die? And, and all of those things are, are, um, they, they they can be heartbreaking. And this is not from a hand of a cruel God. Mm -hmm. um, the tests come from a hand of a God who wants to draw us deeper right. into relationship with him. Yes, that is exactly like, it is not that God is a cosmic killjoy trying to just mess with us. Yeah. But it does give us, these tests give us the experience opportunity to experience God in new ways. Yeah. Um, it makes me think when Jonathan, our oldest, was born, we had a friend who had 
a son two months later who had special needs. Um, he had pretty significant hearing loss and autism, which they, over time, you know, it takes a little bit to discover those things. And as I saw, because we were, you know, parallel raising these kids and what I saw admits the hard and they had to go through such difficult things that we didn't yeah. with Jonathan. But what I saw was also how they experienced God in ways that yeah. we didn't. Yeah. yeah, They had opportunity to experience, to trust, to hope, to see his provision, to see his strength in ways that we didn't. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's hard, yeah. but, but that is also what comes of these tests. It enables us to know and rely on him through those things in ways that we wouldn't have if we didn't go through those tests. Yeah. And, and, and tests are, are, are difficult. Um, mm -hmm. They, they can be difficult just like in, you know, we, we both have taught school and we gave tests to our students um, to see if what we were teaching um, they were getting. Yeah. And I think sometimes God does the same thing. I've been, you've been reading my word, you've been listening to messages, you've been doing all of these Bible studies. And so now comes the big test. I want to know if you truly know what I've been teaching or you truly believe what I've been teaching. And I think when we look at it that way, we recognize that, oh, okay, God has every right to, to test us to see what's inside of us. Um, and in this case, it feels like the unthinkable. God says, I want you to give me your Isaac. I want you to give me Isaac. And I think that's, that's um, you know, I, I think it's metaphorical. It's a real thing for Abraham. Mm -hmm. Give me your literal physical Isaac. But I think metaphorically speaking and spiritually speaking, we all have Isaacs. We all have things that we love. My trophies, your sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we all have things that we love that God might one day says, will you give me your Isaac? Do you love, this is interesting. Do you love the thing that I provided for you yeah. more than the one who provided? Right. And, and I think that was one of the tests that God gave. Um, I want you to love me more than the thing that I provided for you. And so... Um, I think we can probably do a kind of a, a search in our own hearts. What are our Isaacs mm -hmm. um, that if God says, Carolyn, I want you to give that up. Marvin, I want you to give that up. How much would we clutch it? Right. Or how much would we say, God, it's yours. You provided it. You can have it back. Um, and I think that would be an interesting test for us. Um, as we as we journey with him. And that makes me think of a verse in Jonah. I think it might be in chapter two. It's one of my husband's favorite verses, but right smack, I think it's actually in the belly of the whale. <laughs> uh, Jonah, there's this sentence of those who cling to worthless idols oh, wow. forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Wow. Which wow. is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. when we hold on to those things, we miss out. Yeah. We forfeit the opportunity to know God himself better because we're clinging to the things that he's given us instead. So those who cling to, yeah. I love that. Uh, worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. 
think that's I, I love that. super powerful, yeah. super powerful verse. So I, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, even in, in this, in, in this passage, there is, um, there is a grieving that takes place, I believe sure. with, with Abraham. I believe that as they climb the mountain, yep. um, I think the text says that um, in, in his mind, Isaac was already dead. He had already obeyed God in his mm. mind. He had already obeyed God in his heart. He just hasn't, he just hadn't done it physically yet. So, so I think to Abraham, it was, it was as if Isaac had already died. And I believe there was a grieving. There was a, a, a releasing of, of Isaac and uh, where the, where the text says that it, it, it was, as if he was brought back from the dead, even mm-hmm. though he hadn't died yet, mm-hmm. it was as if he was brought back from the dead. Because I think in in Abraham's mind, um, Isaac had already died; he had already sacrificed him. And so when when God said, "It's okay, I'm I'm going to provide a, a ram in the bush, so you don't have to sacrifice your son." I wonder if if Abraham was super excited again that his son, yeah. in a sense, had been resurrected from the dead, yeah. and so, um, so in just just really, um, I, I think he grieves this moment. He doesn't negotiate with God. He says, "I'm going to trust you, God," and he grieves the process. And he goes through with, um, you know, he goes they, they march up the the hill and goes through with almost goes through with it mm-hmm. because God pr- does provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we've talked about how Abraham didn't do this faith thing perfectly. Yeah. Like he definitely takes things into his own hands a few times, but in this situation, he does, he is an incredible example yeah. of how he believed the promise. That promise that God said that through your son, Isaac, yeah, you will be a great nation. And now here, God is saying, you're going to sacrifice him. And, that does not make any sense. Yeah. Yet Abraham was like, okay, even if he's going to resurrect my son, I, I know I need to obey. I know I need to follow through. And what we don't see him doing, uh, which we can so easily do, is that bargaining thing. Yeah. Like, hey, I've been obeying you. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, what are you doing here? Yeah. I've done all the right things. And can now, you at least spare him? And Right. Yeah, it, and he, he doesn't, he's not seeking fairness. He obeys. Yeah. Even in this incredibly challenging circumstance. Um, we can talk more about this because for sure this story is intended for us to think of God the Father and Jesus yeah, in coming to earth. Yeah. It's a it's a parallel uh passage to what Jesus did. And and how do we how do we see that? Yeah, I, I think when um when we um when we see um God telling Abraham to sacrifice his son um, we see Jesus sacrificing, uh, God sacrificing his son, yes. uh, on the, on the cross. Um, Abraham, uh, God provides a ram in the thicket. He provides so that he doesn't have to sacrifice his son, but Jesus doesn't have that. He, he is actually, he actually dies mm-hmm. that the father sacrifices his son. And as a result um, same with Abraham. There is, there are descendants um, in the 
the almost sacrifice of Isaac. Mm-hmm. And um, and there is life and descendants when Jesus actually sacrifices his life on our behalf. We are given life as a result of his sacrifice. And God provides life. He provides eternal life through the death of his son. And we enjoy that life. We enjoy the obedience that Jesus says in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. And because of his long obedience, Mm -hmm. we now experience life and we are now not only descendants of Abraham, but also descendants of uh, of Jesus Christ because of his death on the cross. Yeah, and I think we even see that willingness in Isaac. This episode is not about Isaac. He <laughs> he gets the next one, but I think you should get a little shout out here because uh, as they're going up the mountain, Isaac's carrying the wood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he was strong enough, old enough to carry the wood up the mountain. Surely he could have wrestled down his hundred something year old dad. <laughs> you know, at the top. So I think we see willingness on Isaac's part. You know, he too trusted his father, his father's um, direction from God, the father, just as Jesus, we do in the garden says, you know, if there's any way that this, but I, but not my will, your will be done. I think we see Isaac even giving a little glimmer, a reflection of that, of how Jesus willingly sacrificed himself. Listen, if I'm Isaac, man, I am like, I am suspicious. Like, okay. And he does ask, like. He does. Yes. (laughs) He says. Hold on. Yeah. I see the wood, um, you know, but where's the sacrifice? And, and Abraham says, God will provide, uh, God himself will provide the sacrifice. And even in that moment is. Um, hey, I'm going to trust. And I think is one of the things that I think is super important is that God meets us at our decision of faith. Yeah, uh, He meets us in that moment. And he does that with Abraham. Even in the midst of getting ready to sacrifice his son, God meets him mm-hmm. and um, and says, I see that you have not withheld your only son from me. Um, that you are willing to give up your Isaac uh, for me. And God says, okay, I see that your faith has gone deeper. And I think God meets us at the point of our decision to trust him and obey him. Um, not, 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 it doesn't happen this way every time. Right. It doesn't not yeah, doesn't it, have to be this dramatic. Yeah, it like, doesn't have to be I, this dramatic. And I think we make a mistake if we think, oh, it's only in the big huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's on Tuesday, friends. Yeah. Like, Yep. It is in those small daily decisions yep. too. And he meets us there, whether it's with peace in the decision that we're making or 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 sometimes there is no reward other than knowing that I've obeyed mm-hmm. what I know to obey. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is a, a passage that's so loaded, but is there anything else that we want to be sure we cover before we do our final question? Uh, well, I, I think we we um, I, th- I think it's okay. The the way Isaac questions, hmm. I think it's okay to question uh, what God asks us to do. Now, yeah. again, we talk. We've been talking about this for the last episodes. Like, like our faith is not perfect, yeah. and and we don't do it perfectly. And I think there are moments where. We question, God, is this really 
what you're saying. God, I don't understand. Um, God, like this doesn't make any sense. And I think we get a glimpse in Isaac of a questioning faith. And, and this is not disbelief, but this is, I'm, I'm just wondering, God, mm-hmm. um, did you get this one wrong mm-hmm. on this one? Is there another way because to do Isaac this? Because Isaac says, where is the sacrifice? Exactly. That's his specific exactly. question. Yeah. And so, so I think, I think it's okay to, um, to question. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe not only does God meet us in our obedience and our steps of faith, but I think he meets us in our questions as well. Mm-hmm. And, and he draws out of us, okay, it's okay to question, but will you continue to trust me even in your questions? Yeah. So I think that's, a, that's one of the, probably one of the things that um, if you're having questions right now in your faith, it, it's okay. Um, God is not going to send a lightning bolt or anything like that to say, how dare you question me? No, he's not that kind of father. He's not that kind of parent. Um, he invites us to question because he recognized we are but dust and we fail. We're flawed human beings. And yet he's willing to meet us in those questions. Yeah, it goes It goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of how the testing deepen how testing deepens our faith those questions lead us to a deeper faith absolutely they they don't scare god and they do enable us to understand and my favorite little i think it's first peter first peter second peter to know and rely on the love god has for us that's how we know and rely on him more is by those experiences of testing and those questions absolutely and wanting to understand wanting to go deeper and God, God meets us there. Yeah. So what can we what can we believe about God, others, and ourselves um, from from this story? Yeah, I think that concept of testing yeah. is a big one that stands out for me. One, just that expectation that faith, my faith, will be tested. Yeah. But that's not, and I don't think I'm to the point of like, hooray, you know, <laughs> running into the test. But that. Great understanding that the testing results in my more deeply experiencing God, then that that is motivating to me. Yeah. Like, okay, then I, I really, I do, I do want that. I do want to know Him more, to know and rely on Him more. Yeah, yeah and so that, that can come through testing. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me is that God, the provider, is more precious and more important than the provision that mm. He gives. Um, and I think sometimes we get it twisted that we fall in love with the provision mm-hmm. and we forget the one who provided. And I think um, um, God had a right to Isaac. He was the one that provided Isaac in, you know, in Abraham's old age. It was his promise. It was his gift. And I think um, God does tests us to see whether we love him more than the provision. And um, I just, I, I think I want to, I want to kind of do an inventory in my heart mm-hmm. to see if I'm loving something that God has provided more than him who is the provider. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't always give homework, but I do think that's a great, I was thinking that same thing that this passage of Genesis 22, this episode is a good one to spend some time reflecting on, yeah. asking yourself those questions of, am I trusting 
in the what's been provided more than the provider. Yeah. You know, what is my Isaac? Yeah. That thing that I'm loving more than God. And I'm am I willing to give that up? Yeah. Um, those are some good questions to think through ourselves, to journal and to share with a friend. Have that conversation um, so that you can share, process all of that together. Um, Thank you for joining us, friends, and we look forward to hearing how God continues to work through you.